You are listening to the Hutton Orbital News Digest. This is a shorter version of the full show that you can find on iTunes. Enjoy! The year is 3306, and in a lonely ship headed for Hutton, the apology officer has their feet up back in a makeshift den in the cargo bay. With the controls locked for Hutton Orbital, there isn't much to do other than read through the weekly accident reports, highlighting the occasional line of text and tutting. The chair rocks backward and forward. Thirsty, the apology officer leans that little bit further back and pulls open the fridge. We say fridge, but the huge glass-fronted cabinet is a relic from the age of pre-FTL space travel. Humanity has no use for these anymore. Colonia being no further than a quick drive from London to Glasgow. Beagle Point, short road trip across Texas. Grabbing the last can of iron brew from the cryopod, the apology officer starts as something buffets the ship in supercruise. A passing beluga on the way to visit the For the Mug beacon. But the inevitable happens. The chair tips just that millimetre too far. The apology officer experiences the oh no second and falls backward. The door shuts, latching, and the timer on the outside, coincidentally and conveniently for this sketch, sets itself for some time in the future. Time passes. The scene changes. There's a hum. And the frost on the glass pane starts to melt. The apology officer is slowly rotating within the pod and then there's a ping. The door pops open and a beaming face steps forward and proclaims, Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Oh, what year is it? It's 3306. The galaxy's probably a very different place from when you arrived. 3306? I almost went into this bloody thing in 3306. The apology officer glances at the clock on the wall and says, Oh, how far beyond Hutton was it this time? Just as a voice echoes through the rescue ship. Good news, everyone. Our mics are live. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another week of Trucking Good Radio, courtesy of Studio 5 here at Hutton Orbital. We've been abandoned by many of the crew, but that just means that this week you've got extra us. I'm here. Oh, you are? And you're here. <laughs> and he's here. And Ventura's on the magic buttons. I'm not all here, but there's nothing new in that. Time for the headlines. Fuel Fink fabricates fake flagon, following Flossie's fumbling fluke fragmentation fiasco. Bottom of the class, or in a class of his own. High seas, high crimes and misdemeanours. Be like Hutton, keep your integrity intact. It just lifts the lid on the Thargoid stew. And our enormous knockers is covering the loose knockers.
ever keen to expand her portfolio career, Glossy tried this week to discover the extent of her ability to leave things up in the air. Yes, the Pilots Federation's favourite pilot donned the brightly coloured lycra, mounted her unicycle, rode into the ring and started to jiggle, I'm, I'm sorry, juggle, with her precious assets, namely her fuel rat mug, a tennis ball, an emu's egg and her signed photo of Ed Lewis. All was well. She was demonstrating to Wrongway how she'd mastered the alternating toss, the two-in-one, which, as you know, is using one hand and two balls, then showing her snatch following a flash, and was about to show how she could make them bounce when disaster struck. The unicycle ran over Wrongway's foot, and startled, Flossie lost her balance and the items began falling from the air as if in slow motion. The egg hit the floor and made a nasty mess, further inconveniencing Wrongway as he slipped on it, and the tennis ball became lodged in his mouth as he opened it wide to yell. Flossie had to think fast. She could only save one of the remaining items as gravity took its inevitable toll. Should it be the mug, symbolising her selfless devotion to helping others and given as a badge of honour? Or should it be picture the picture of Ed Lewis, signed with that mysterious inscription, To Flossie, my favourite. Her head said save the mug. After all, you can put gin in it. But her heart knew better, and she grabbed the photo, clutching it to her bosom as she joined Wrongway in a heap on the floor, and her mug landed heavily on the handle, severing it from its body, which remained, luckily, intact. Flossie has not let this mishap face her. She's already been seen sniffing around various underworld sites where mugs can be obtained for the right price, and no questions asked. We're not sure if Flossie will be attempting to pass off an ersatz drinking vessel as a genuine article, but if you do see Flossie, remember to say, we've got mugs, you don't. Any questions? As Operation Hot Mess surges ahead, one commander has followed what we like to call the Flossie Navigation Code and gone into reverse. If you visit Hot .forthemug.com and look for look at the hot mess page under current events then look at the total mugs delivered way way down at the bottom currently positioned 260 there is a commander rem clip with a grand total of minus one mugs delivered speculation has been rife concerning how this feat was accomplished including Selling a mug back to Hutton? Nope, that was done by Commander TLZ. Getting a refund for his mug? Sorry, no refunds unless faulty, and upside down handles don't count. Selling it on the black market? A concept only known to mathematicians known as the Nega mug? And most likely of all, getting a penalty because of exactly where he stuck it? This may explain why is it at the bottom of the list. In Tarius Fusion, the master of the code hamsters denies underhand and undercover dealings, but has coincidentally been seen in a new gold paint job for his ship. Scandal and drama on board the Aurora Australis this week, as reports came flooding in that the Silver Hutton mug had been mudnapped with the gold mug being sent ashore with the deputy voyage leader to cure Mawson Dock of mods. The silver mug was the only thing standing between the crew and all manner of nasty shipborne ailments. 
Would they get scurvy? Or lose their space legs and end up painting the orange hull green? Would the ship's biscuits develop weevils? Commander Dogsbreath, voyage leader, sent out a number of very stern warnings to the culprit. All shore leave would be cancelled unless the mug was returned forthwith to its mug holder alongside his very important looking chair on the bridge. With no answer forthcoming and the entire crew beginning to feel a little ropey, Hutton received a message with a picture of the silver mug ashore at Mawson. The message simply read, We've got mugs. You don't. Any questions? With a little detective work, it soon became apparent that the guilty party was a rogue fuel rat and indeed had mugnapped this vital piece of ship's kit. Apparently, the mug had been talking to him in his sleep and insisted it wanted to go on an adventure. Our boffins have led us to believe that the fumes from the fuel can have strange effects on the human brain, giving fuel rats hallucinations, strange dreams, and causing them to hear all sorts of voices, uh, which explains a lot about Flossie. Refueling operations completed, the mug made its way back to the orange, roughly in one piece, and accompanied by a dog. Yes, the guilty party appears to have been told by the dog that it wanted to move house and insisted that it make the journey back to Davies. Unfortunately, Stay, the dog, was only discovered hiding in the voyage leader's office shortly after the Aurora had set sail back to Davies, so we'll be making an extended stay until he can be rescued by the next passing ship. Remember, pilots, don't sniff the fuel. And if you start hearing funny voices in your head, you've either been spending too much money with HCS or the space madness has finally taken hold. Hutton's integrity has been called into question once again. Whilst no self-respecting trucker would venture out on a mug trucking voyage without their trusty mug and a hull that's firmly at 100%, the paint's another matter, of course. Over the years, lax shipboard routines have left many a ship with hulls that have all the stopping power of soggy toilet paper. Hull plates and bulkheads that on the face of it look nice and straight, well-attached, certainly solidly sealed, may under the surface be suffering with plasteel corrosion known as the rot. Rivets that look snug and tight might just not be holding things quite right. And the last thing any pilot wants is to see an unsightly bulge in their forward plates at an inopportune moment. This is a reminder to all pilots. Don't wait for your SOT once a year. Check your integrity every time you land as you wouldn't want to have a smashing experience with your next cargo of Hutton mugs. Good evening, truckers. Atrus5060 reporting in with the latest intel on the Thargoid War. Hackswing has been fighting alongside the AXI to finally lift the incursions in HIP 18613 and Evangelis. The fighting is still ongoing in Lembassa to lift the last incursion and drive the bugs back to the depths of space. The Eagle Eye network is still down, so there are no new targets being reported. But there's still plenty of work to be done, trackers. 
Operation IDA, or is it Ida, is still repairing stations, and there are still stations suffering from mods, so get tracking to fix the bubble. A special thank you is also in order to the lovely tracker who delivered the gin to the Gnosis again. We successfully subdued the Randy Boffins and they're back to normal now that Valentine's Day is over. Stay tuned for orders from Hackswing. Good luck out there, truckers. For the mug. Incoming encrypted transmission. Decrypting. Decryption complete. Stand by for a message from Hackscom Actual. Good news, Hackswing. We continue to win the hard-fought AX conflict zones and defeat Thargoid forces. HIP-16813 and Evangelis are now free of incursion. Only Lembus in the Witchhead sector remains under Thargoid attack. Hey, maybe they'll attack Lothlorien next. Or the shot. <sighs> Riley, you see that red light? Yeah. That means we're recording. Oh, oh sorry, sir. I you, tell you what, Riley, you feel free to finish this up. Oh, okay. Oh, well, hi there, Hackswing. This is Corporal Riley. Uh, Commander Took had had to leave, so uh, yeah. Uh, Sal Prospect and Lembus is still needing evacuation, so rescue pilots can help there. And uh, for those combat pilots who make it out to the Witchhead Sector, you can help clear the AX conflict zones there. Well, good luck and stay safe out there, truckers. Keep your eyes on them signal sources and, and defend the mug. Hexcom message complete. Defend the mug. Encrypted transmission complete. Hello? Hello? Oh, bother. I've lost him. Has anyone seen my loose knockers anywhere? He's probably hanging around with his drinking buddies again. I'll pan him when he gets home tonight. Well, let me look. We're looking fine everywhere. Alpha Centauri's in investment and civil liberty, which is perfect for mugs. Ross 671 is a little on the low side. As for Colonia, the election is either going well or... Not very well. I can't dis decipher the Hanky's handwriting, but there's another outbreak to worry about in Doritos. Actually, it's going badly. Help the Hanky. And now, over to me. Me again. Not much to talk about this week, but the most important thing is the 24-hour broadcast by the Pilots' Federation as part of the Game Blast series of events. Starting tomorrow, all of our favourites from Shinrata Desra will be pouring caffeine, sugary drinks and performance enhancers into themselves and providing entertainment to the masses once again. They've been selling off everything they can lay their hands on, all in the name of charity. It's been said that they pinched a comfy cushion from under Mr. Braben's bum, the Don's favourite garrote and Mr. Benedetti's beard and are attempting to flog them on Galbay for charity. Other than that, don't forget that tomorrow is Return to the Rift 2 expedition and on the 27th we've got the Pop and Clops trip to Targ a Black Eyestalk. 
That's all from me this week. Bye. When the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble, your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie says Interstellar initiatives Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should Listen to what Flossie says. Hello, Flossie here. It's time to update you on the CCCG. Yes, the hot mess. Saving the galaxy from mods is moving steadily as we approach 57% completion, with more than 31,400 stations complete and over 10,600 systems totally mods free. The top three remain unchanged with Doc Jack followed by Montgomery Python, then Rincewind Cymru, but Alter Ego is coming up fast and may soon take the number three spot. We've got 261 commanders who have signed up and we're running at an average of over 120 mugs per pilot. All stations within 100 light years of Seoul are now mods free thanks to the wonders of the Hutton Helper and the efforts of our wonderful pilots. Alvin sends his congratulations to Commander Doc Jack. Following the reminder issues last week, this commander has single-handedly completed the mugging of Hutton Colony in Warwickair, Hutton Dock in Dedarengu, Hutton Depot in LTT 2099 and Hutton Horizons in Rigo Sages. Keep up the good work, truckers. Sorry, I'm losing my voice. Ooh, I came all overall it's fifty sixty there. <laughs> Keep up the good work. <laughs> That's me from this week. <laughs> Bye. Flossy told you what to do. That Powerful People. Encyclopedia Galactica presents biographies of notable people in the galaxy. This week, Lee Yong-Rui. If there's one thing Lee Yong-Rui knows about, that one thing is making money. Chief Executive of the Sirius Corporation, Lee is in charge of what is perhaps the wealthiest and most powerful organisation in the galaxy with fingers in as many pies as there are pies to put fingers in. A sprightly, young, 108-year-old Lee, who is part of the Lee dynasty, who have been closely intertwined with the history of the Sirius Corporation for the past 750 years to Rother Welling College, earning doctorates in physics, politics and economics, all by the age of 25, which is when he joined the Sirius Corporation. Within ten years, he'd become their vice president of forecasting, the man entrusted with the crystal ball. And he quite correctly forecast that he himself would become head of the governmental wing of Sirius and ultimately the entire organization's CEO. 
Sirius governs by running star systems as corporate businesses. For members of the Pilots' Federation, perhaps the biggest attraction is the 15% discount on modules from the Sirius Gov base in Lembava and in other controlled systems. The Sirius Corporation is also the primary supplier of frameshift drive technology, something that has made a bigger impact for trade and for the exploration of the galaxy than any other development in history. Even before the invention of the frameshift drive, Sirius was a prime mover in interstellar travel. The tragic loss of the Antares Highliner in 3251 was an early and uncharacteristic stumble along the road that led to the development of a then-revolutionary hyperdrive technology. It wasn't until January 3302 that the wreckage of the Antares was found, at the behest of Lee Yong-ri himself, and by that time the drive technology had been superseded. It's not entirely clear just how the Sirius Corporation got its hands on this new frameshift drive technology, nor where it came from. There are persistent rumours that the Alliance developed the technology by reverse-engineering captured Thargoid ships, and that the designs were then inexplicably leaked to the Sirius Corporation. Because of Sirius... It's not just Alliance ships that have the frameshift drive. By 3300, every interstellar ship in the galaxy had a Sirius manufactured frameshift drive. An excellent example of Lee's impeccable business scruples is his offer to work with engineer Ram Tar. In October 3304, Sirius offered to take over manufacturing of Tar's Guardian inspired designs from the technology brokers making the technology available to the whole galaxy and freeing up Ramtar to concentrate on developing new products. Despite Tar's rejection of such a generous offer, Lee was still willing to extend the hand of friendship. When Tar's base was broken into, apparently in an attempt to steal the Guardian technology blueprints, Sirius offered to help provide better security to help the struggling engineer. When Tar then accused Lee of having orchestrated the attack and provided tangible evidence having detained several of the attackers and having identified them as members of the Sirius Defence Force, Lee was not angry. Instead, he carried out a thorough investigation of his own and discovered that several junior Sirius employees had most regrettably decided to try and steal the technology for reasons of their own. Lee assured Tar that he would not tolerate such actions from employees of the corporation and that the offending officers might be locked up for a very long time indeed. Lee stands ready to confront the Thargoids, or at any rate to sell outfitting components to those who stand ready to confront the Thargoids. He has pointed out that even with the Thargoids invading, pretty much everything in the galaxy has continued to function as normal. Our survival instincts and ingenuity, he said, will keep our societies functioning for a long time to come. And of course, we'll keep the money rolling in to the Sirius Corporation. Trivia Lee likes fluffy white cats and loves sitting in his black leather swivel chair. He keeps sharks in his private aquarium. He likes marshmallows melted in hot chocolate, but not the pink ones. His favourite author is Barbara Cartland, and his favourite band is Brotherhood of Man.
His favourite colour is blue, and his favourite joke is you cannot be serious because I am. Tune in next week for another of the galaxy's powerful people. Spokesman for Lacon Spaceways. Back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as a sake hangover. Ugh. So let's get on to our top truckers this week. Yee-haw. Oh, my head. From the explorers, jumping around like them bullfrogs down by the creek, Commander Short Engineer 78 jumped over 203,175 light years, putting all the bowl's efforts to shame. Commander Kuroi Kasume, who must have fed me this sake, decided to keep pulling the trigger finger and wound up turning the despicably dirty do-batter Don Antonacci and his band of pathetic pirates into space dust again this week. He racked up another 68.1 million credits worth of bounties while tearing the engines out of each and every one of the Don ships for the third week in a row. Running missions like no other, our Major General Nocti racked in 551 mission points this week, climbing back into first place. Loading up the new trailer attachment to the rear of a Lacon Type 9 and filling it to the brim, Commander Ninja hauled over 89,000 tons of cargo around the galaxy. Commander Rod UW came in a very, very close second as well. Keeping control of the Hutton High Speed Rail this week, we got our Major General Nocti delivering 14,380 passengers around the galaxy. That's four weeks in a row now. This one hauling 3,000 more than the last. Apparently, he's trying to help spread the latest disease the successor to the coronavirus, named the Dos Equis virus. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital 
is held by Commander Brett Riverboat in one hour, 22 minutes, and 31 seconds. But the fastest run to Hutton Orbital in February is held by Commander Doc Jack in one hour, 23 minutes, and four seconds. Oh, and our worst run to Hutton in February is held by Commander Helt in 14 hours, <laughs> fall asleep, 14 hours, 40 minutes, and 29 seconds. Looks like someone got distracted by the moonshine still out behind the barn. Well, if y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, <laughs> I think you can fly any slower than that. Then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, the only ships in the galaxy that come with your very own blow-up Psycho Cow doll. Now, with extra holes. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too?